the most wanted quarterback. Let me put it that way. In this free agency uh, climate that uh, the Houston Texans grabbed. Um, so let me put it this way. I had said before that the top priority, and not necessarily in that order, for the Houston Texans to be to take another step forward and add to their top five defense was a bona fide quarterback and a bona fide running back. I thought they were going to address it, uh, especially the running back, in the draft, but they got one of the better running backs through free agency, and they got the top quarterback that was in free agency uh, without even addressing him in the draft. So it's I'm, I'm elated, absolutely elated of what they what they acquired in free agency. They spent a lot of money, but to spend some, you got to get some. So I, I feel they did uh, justified in what they got. Um, Brock's 25 years old. Lamar Miller is a 24-year-old young running back, 4.5 running back, uh, who averages that per carry. Outstanding job by Rick Smith and company. I gotta disagree. And the reason why I, you know I what you, you know what you and and a lot of people that I have a group chat with disagreed. They spent too much money for Brock, but. Uh, I didn't even look get at there, the, but uh, go ahead. Look at the quarterback climate, landscape, I should say, of what was out there and what it, potential. This is the top quarterback in this free agency market and the top quarterback, in my opinion, uh, and a roll of the dice and a not too really uh, 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 class coming into the season. Uh, of the 2016 draft. Um, this guy, and I'm not saying he's going to be, and I also say this on a group chat that I was in, set for four years behind a Hall of Fame uh, for the last two, at least two years, set behind a Hall of Fame quarterback, learning from that Hall of Fame quarterback. He has a limited amount of starts, true. Been in eight games, started seven of them. But, Aaron Rodgers did the same thing. I'm not comparing him to Aaron Rodgers, but it's a rare climate that a young quarterback sits behind a Hall of Fame um, quarterback. Most of the time, these quarterbacks get thrown into the fire. This guy sat behind the, one of the all-time greats. Surefire first, uh, um, first ballot Hall of Famer in Peyton Manning. Learned how to play the quarterback position. Played relatively well. I'm not saying he was the barn burner, but he played relatively well when he was in that position. Going to a quarterback guru, guys. This and 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 and, and this is why I talk about the directors about um, what the Houston Texans did. They don't think too much of this quarterback, uh, even though I do. And you have to look at the landscape of the Houston Texans and what they did in the last two years under Bill O'Brien. Carousel of who and what quarterbacks came through the last two years. In the last two years, nine and seven. Didn't make the playoffs last year. 
This past year, they made the playoffs and won a division. Who and what of quarterbacks? Big, strong quarterback, been tutored, um, hasn't been rushed, uh, and, and, and I'm telling you, I, I'm going to have to say I told you so when, when the season is over because Brock, I think, is going to flourish under Bill O'Brien. Um, and the weapons they have, including the running back, Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, that's a hell of a trio with a defense that's top five and been consistent. It's only going to well, get better. I mean, I, I didn't even say anything. You're already defending your your team. And, no, and that's a sign. I'm making my case. I'm just making my that's, case. That's fine, but you didn't even know what I was going to say. You just assumed I was going to blame it on Brock, and I'm not blaming it on Brock. Uh, but I will say this. Um, I, I don't agree with the amount of money they spent on the players that they spent it on. Um, since you brought up Brock, I'll, I'll tell you what I think about that right now. Um Right, he sat behind Peyton Manning for a couple of seasons um, to be the understudy and learn, just like Aaron Rodgers did, just like some other greats did. But the difference in that is that those people that sat behind those quarterbacks stayed with the team, and they didn't have to start new. So, just, just, that's geography. That's just geography, but I understand what well, you're saying because – I heard that argument. Go ahead. However, however, um, there's an extra $43 million as to why he left, along with the fact that they played, I'm talking about the Broncos, they played the waiting game. Look, if Peyton says he's going to play, we're not going to give you the big, big bucks. We'll, you know, probably hit a franchise tag on you instead of Von Miller, and uh, you're here anyway. Um, and they waited through the, out the combine. Uh, before they even did anything. Uh, so it became, uh, well, you know what? You're not a uh, top priority to us right now, so we're going to move forward. Not to mention that both uh, Manning and Oswell are, are represented by the same company, different agents, same company. So one would know how the other was you know, doing and going to be able to maneuver and all this other stuff with the Broncos. However, I think that extra money they spent on Brock, an extra year or two that they spent on Brock, uh, might be okay. However, I don't think he made the right decision. He left a situation with the number one defense, with an offense that is uh, highly ranked, uh, with better position players uh, to go to a team that uh, has a, a, a top defense, but not the top defense like the Broncos, um, and an offense that sputtered at, at best last year. I mean, yes, they got the ball around. Bobby Hoyer made that happen, and uh, you know, he's obviously not in their plans in the future. Oswald is. But uh, they skew younger at running back with Lamar Miller. Um, Lamar is pretty good. However, I don't think he's going to be that beast, that feature back, better than Arian Foster. I know he uh, gives Arian Foster the ball, and we'll see how effective he'll be. 
Um, I don't think he's going to be as effective. And I realize Arian uh, might be on the way out or he might be uh, the the change of pace back, so to speak, now, to preserve his health. And, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know where Arian's going to go, but and he ran two offensive linemen. Okay, I can understand that because the quarterback got killed last year because they had to draw back so many times because they run the ball as uh, consistently as they wanted to. And they bring in some guys that can in those areas. That's great. But it's like he's got money to burn. Um, I think you need to either develop strong as the other wide receiver for uh, on the other side of Hopkins. I think you need to develop a tight end or or draft a highly talented tight end. I think you need to do several other things. Spending that much money in uh, those two positions. I didn't even count the uh, two linemen because there's a ton of money going to Miller and uh, Osweiler. But that's one situation. We've got uh, like Bruce. I want to say Bruce Irving, but the Raiders have been compiling. Very fast, very young, very uh-huh. out there. The tag spent on two, well, all four players. You got Bruce Irving. You go in there and you get, uh, 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 oh my goodness, I forgot. The uh, picked up offensive weapons uh, and a couple of defensive weapons. I believe they got Jackson from Denver. Went to Jacksonville, I'm not sure. Defensive uh, tackle. Uh, the Raiders were very aggressive and spent just as much money as the Texans, but got more value, in my opinion. Um, I don't have too much time on this because we got to get to other things, but uh, your thoughts on what the Raiders have done? Uh, the, Raiders, the Raiders are big time winners. They had a lot of money to spend, and um, they're going to be a surprise team in the West. I'll tell you right now, the Broncos are going to take a step back, serious step back, um, searching for a quarterback, and that defense yeah, won't Mark be as nearly, and that defense won't be won't be nearly as as good as it was last year, uh, this past season. Um, they've lost key pieces, and and uh, um, I'm predicting this, and, and I and truly I, I, and I really believe this, the Broncos take a step back. The um, Texans take a step up and will be past the Broncos on, on overall defense. Okay. Well, that, that's a prediction. We haven't got everything yet. Um, you got to see the Kyle not because of where I am. You saw some things going on. Colin Kaepernick not wanting to be in San Francisco and the Broncos wanting Cap, but Mark Griffin. Uh, 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 Sandy wants to be part of the ranch. Perfectly with friend. Um, you don't know where that's gonna go. Uh, but you saw a lot of people leave. Uh, interesting signing and a, a a very good signing in my opinion. Mario Williams goes to Miami. So look at this mm-hmm. front four. Look at this front four. You know, not even four. Mm-hmm. Just the the three names I'm gonna mention: Cameron Wake. Mm-hmm. Anakin yep. to Mario right. Williams. Oh boy, you, you, we didn't even put another defensive tackle down there. 
And then you got some young linebackers that are pretty good, and you've got corners that are very good. Uh, Miami is going to have a fearsome foursome up front, but what are they going to do at the running back position, and what are they going to do at wide receiver? Yeah, they got Landry. They've got uh, – uh, oh, my goodness, I've got the other running uh, – other wide receiver. But uh, Tannehill, in my opinion, is going to be a contract. So, I guess he's three up for an additional couple years with nothing there in Baltimore. Um, showing that our, they could change the landscape of professional football. A lot of money going to players – are pretty much average in my opinion, but well, what they have they, they had a uh, they had a uh, uh, they signed C.J. Anderson from the Broncos to a um, offer to, sheet. to an offer. Broncos have five days to match it, um, and a lot of there's a lot of money up front, so we don't know what, if John Elway is going to let him go and, and try to um, recover somebody else uh, in the uh, running game uh, for the Broncos. Uh, and also Deshaun Parker or Devontae Parker is the other wide receiver, and Rashard Matthews got signed with the Tennessee uh, away from Miami. So Miami looks like they're going to tr- try to rely on their defense, and uh, um, Javaris Landry and uh, whoever else is going to, uh, like I said, Devontae Parker is probably going to be the t- primary wide receivers in that. Um, I'm telling you, Broncos are in trouble. The Raiders are up and coming. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are probably going to maintain the status quo in their um, quest to take it deeper into the playoffs. Uh, we'll see what happens, man. I, I mean, at the AFC, in my opinion, uh, these teams that are on the top of the salary cap list in Jacksonville, who made tremendous moves and, and spent some money, um, and like you, you already talked about, was the um, um, Raiders who had a lot of caps, cap money to spend also, which did, which they did, and, and um, got uh, some defensive help and some. Um, and, and we're not even talking about what's going to happen in the draft. These teams that had a lot of cap space, the Giants that did a lot of things too with with the two hundred million dollars of spending cap cap money to shore up their defense, uh, and. It, it, it's going, it's a wild and woolly free agency, and we haven't we haven't even gotten to the draft. So, some teams that were bottom feeders, um, and in their um, uh, in the, their respective divisions, uh, and had a lot of cap space, made a lot of big moves, um, and any of those moves that they couldn't do. In free agency, they're going to backfill them with um, players in the draft. So, some, quite naturally, there's like a half a dozen teams uh, each year that make the playoffs one year that don't make the playoffs next, and and vice versa. Uh, there's a half a dozen teams that haven't made the, didn't make the playoffs the prior season that will make the playoffs um, in the upcoming season. So, oh. so. It's going to be well, an exciting year. It will be, and I want to end on this on this note. DeMarco Murray's a Titan. Byron Maxwell's a Dolphin. Uh, Philadelphia is gutting their roster, 
And mm-hmm. what I want to tell you is that Marcus Mariota has a bona fide, sure-fired running back that he can depend yes, on sir. now. Yes, sir. And he has some young receivers that are yep. tall, fast, mm-hmm. and becoming second- and third-year players that are most assuredly uh, going to make Tennessee a a wonderful, wonderful fantasy uh, uh, team to have and give some people in the South, AFC South, a run for their money. And check um, this out, Vic. They also, you, you forgot, and a lot of people forget about them. They have a bona fide Pro Bowl tight end, Delaney Walker. Oh, yeah. Hell of a, I, I, hell of a I'm not, I, I know. I'm just, well, this is what I'm saying. They now have a running game mm-hmm. to go with the young talent that they have. And with that running game, DeMarco Murray is going to have uh, some fun. He's going to have some fun. And Tennessee's a team that people might sleep on oh, yeah. because of their of their past history this past uh, season mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. wow, okay, well, I, I didn't see that coming. But I'm telling you, Tennessee's going to give a, a run for the money. And I, I know I said lastly, but this is the last thing for real. You had mm-hmm. mentioned all the stuff Jacksonville had done. Remember, mm-hmm. their first-round pick last year, didn't make it through one day of training camp I'm quite and, con- and conceivably can be rookie of the year this year because he didn't play and yep. he was out. And you put him in with all the talent that Jacksonville has on defense, all the, the three-headed monster or four-headed monster, whatever you want to call it, and, and Jacksonville has to do on offense and Hearns and 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 uh, the rest of those guys, Broyles, the rest of those guys, is show mm-hmm. up. And Jacksonville well, is is going to be a contender. But uh, I said that's what I had on that. I said I said in a in the same group chat um, that uh, the AFC South is going to be very interesting. Um, you just look at what what these these teams have done to strengthen themselves, whether it's on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. Um, it's going to be very interesting with Andrew Luck coming back from his injury. Um, um, it's going to be a highly competitive um, division, and not because I happen to be a fan of one of the AFC South teams, but if you look at the moves each of these teams have made and players coming back from injury, that it's going to be extremely competitive division and uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But um, it's not going to be an easy task. Let me put it that way. And I think the problem, no. and believe it or not, believe it or not, and I know this probably will be a bold statement, I think the weakest team in the AFC South now is the Indianapolis Colts. I agree. I agree. Uh, mainly because you don't know what their defense is going to show up exactly. and look like. Yep. Um cuz it it was proven this year if Andrew Luck goes down, mm-hmm. they don't have a, a real viable backup plan because Matt Hasselback is okay, but he can't come he's, in there and he's retired. He's going to ESPN. Well, well that that's what I'm saying. He he can't come in there and save the day, you know. Uh and 
T.Y. Hilton was has shown that, okay, well, look, I might just be a nine route runner. I just might be that, you know, cat popper. And Andre Johnson is gone. So who steps up? Moncrief? Okay, but you still don't have a big body receiver. You got a bunch of Smurfs, so to speak. Uh, Frank Gore, I think they signed him to a two-year deal, three-year deal, so he'll be okay. Um, what else? You, you've got some different talent there, but not enough to make a push as Andrew Luck goes into his fourth and fifth years, I mean, excuse me, fifth and sixth years into the league. But we're going to get off of, of, of football and baseball right. as uh, it's time to move on. And what I want to do, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, is give you my top 15 shortstops. And with that, uh, how I plan to win several leagues. But let me give Jerry an update on what I've done. Uh, in that 20-team league, Jerry, that I talked to you about, right, um, there's several position players that I still have. I traded Chris Sale. Uh, I now have, for my five keepers, I have Archer, Rosenthal, Kimbrell, Cespedes, Gardner, and Wong. I, I'm not going to keep Wong. The reason why I'm not going to keep Wong is because I noticed that there are going to be a couple other uh, second basemen that are better than Wong on the market. And I currently have three seven-round picks uh, working on getting a sixth round. Uh, so I have five picks in the first two draftable rounds. Now, I won't have a pick in the uh, in the 10th or the 11th, but that's okay because I still have picks in other rounds. Uh, it goes to 22 rounds, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I turned Altuve. I had one pick, one solid keeper, into six possible, well, six keepers, and uh, a lot of high draft picks. So I'm I'm still trying to get another one, but we'll see. But let's get into who I feel is the number 15 uh, shortstop coming into fantasy season. Again, it's a young guy. I was high on him last year. He kind of disappointed me. But I think uh, it's not because of his injuries or anything like that. It's the fact that the team was not as successful as a lot of people thought. I'm talking about – Gene Shagura, uh, the kid's 25 years old, four years experience last year. He uh, hit 257. Um, his slugging went down to 326. He had 57 runs in, six home runs, 50 RBIs, and 25 stolen bases. Now, again, in 2013, the young man had 44 stolen bases, 49 RBIs, 12 home runs and 74 runs uh, batted in with a 294 average. So the past couple of years, he's been slipping. But I think there's a lot of potential there with this guy. Shakira uh, has decent power for a small guy and plays solid defense. 
defense. While he has the ability to swipe two, 20 to 25 bases a season, he can't be counted on for a good batting average and struck out at his high highest rate of uh, 15.9% of the time. I mean, that's actually not too bad compared to a lot of folks, but here here's a guy that you're looking for runs scored and you're looking for uh, stolen bases from. He's not that uh, he's not that great of a player, but in a in a, uh, a very small wealth of of uh, of shortstops, to me, he comes up at number fifteen. Let's move on. At number fourteen, I have Marcus Seaman of uh, the Athletics. Now last year. He was okay. He batted 257 with uh, 405 slugging percentage, so he could hit the ball out the park a little bit. 65 runs scored, 15 home runs, uh, 45 RBIs, and 11 uh, stolen bases. Now, he's a 10-10 a, a guy. What does that mean, 10-10? I mean, he's going to get you 10 home runs, at least 10 stolen bases. Um, he's been in the majors for a little while, three years uh, to be exact, 25 years old. Uh, the athletics are very young, um, but they don't believe in, in paying a lot of players. They just don't. So, therefore, um, I can see him developing and going to another team in a year or two and the athletics getting some money off of him. And what I mean by money is either – uh, younger players to make a run at, at their uh, playoff hopes or saving money so they can spend it in other places. Let's go to number 13, and this should hold near and dear to Jerry's heart uh, because I actually like this kid. I have him at 13 for a reason. Uh, he's been in the majors eight years. Uh, he's 29 years old. I'm talking about Asdrubal Cabrera. Now, I like him. Last year, he had one of his best uh, averages of of his career. Um, But he didn't have career numbers, though. Okay? He hit 265, 66 runs, batted in 15 home runs, uh, 58 RBIs, and six stolen bases. The reason why I like this guy is because with 505 at-bats last year, that's the most he's had in quite some time. And he's productive. Um, he has potential to be a 10-10 guy. I don't think he's going to be a 10-10 guy, but he has potential to be there with the Mets. Uh, I'll give you a quick scattering report on him. A powerful, productive switch hitter. That's the key. Switch hitter. So he's not coming out of any games. Uh, with a slightly above average glove. Cabrera found new life with, uh, with the Nationals and now heads to the Big Apple to play for the newly minted Media Darling Mets. He's patient and selective at the plate and could be a huge asset to the pennant contender. So there's a lot to like right there. You know, he's a switch hitter. He's patient. And uh, he he won't strike out many, many times, and he's going to get opportunities to swing the bat. Go ahead, Jerry. You was about to say something? 
Yeah, he uh, sustained a knee injury. He's got a strained patella tendon, and more likely, likely he's going to start the season on a disabled list. Well, luckily I have him at number 13 then, huh? Lucky 13, but, yep. <laughs> uh, but he's your Met, so whatever. Uh, now, here's a guy I, I normally pick up um, because he, he he gets you stolen bases. Um, a couple of years, he he hasn't hit the same mark that he did in 2013. He's a seven-year vet, 27 years old, Elvis Andrews of the Rangers. Now, you throw in Ian Desmond, who is going to play outfield for the Rangers, and I'm going to get to Ian in a little bit because I believe he's going to be a two-position player for you in fantasy this year. Um, but Elvis Andrews, uh, not related to Aaron Andrews, who just got $55 million on some bogus stuff, got it. She understand that she, uh, you know, her, her prophecy was violated, but $55 million, come on, man. Um, anyway, uh, Elvis Andrews last year for the Rangers hit 258. He had 69 runs scored, seven home runs, 62 RBIs, and 25 stolen bases. Now, that's a low for him, stolen bases, because in 2013, he stole 42 bases, had 91 runs, and 67 RBIs. Again, not a power guy. He's not looking to hit a bunch of home runs, but he's looking to get on base. He's looking to uh, uh, either steal or get uh, batted in. I think the Rangers are going to have a power surge this year. I kind of like uh, what's going on down there in Texas, but Andrews is a player that uh, he's seasoned. That's why I like him, uh, and I've picked him up quite a bit over the years um, when I was searching for a a I mean, a, excuse me, a shortstop. Um, but I don't think I'm going to target him this year, only because I see a couple of players that are way better than him. I move to my number eleven, which is. Addison Russell of the Cubs. Now, this kid is young, very young, 22 years old, one year last year, and there is huge upside for this guy, huge upside for this guy. So last year he hit 307, 60 runs batted in, 13 home runs, 54 RBIs, and four stolen bases. Um, Now, is he a speedster? No. But he's selective at the plate, yes. Russell flashed a lot of power after being called up early in 2015, though he has potential flaws as a major league and uh, a lot of patience and a high strikeout rate. He's he's triple A experience before being thrust into a pennant race on a uh, team full of neat what? But he never looked overmatched. Now, we're talking about in the pennant race. Somebody come up from play and looked overmatched. He had 475 at-bats last year. One one uh, year in the majors, and he has potential, especially with that Cubs rotation and their, their bats, to do a whole lot Let me move on 
to number 10. Here's a guy that I believe is undefeated um, because when he's with Kansas City, he did really well. He goes to uh, St. Louis, does really well for some reason. You know, put in a rotation of, well, I'll put you here, I'll put you there, and I get it. He's 33 years old, 13 years in, in the leagues, in the bigs. So I rotation, but and, and that's the thing that's scary. I'm talking about Johnny Peralta. Last year, 75, uh, slugging was 411, 411, 64 runs, 17 home runs, 71 RBIs, and stolen. And the thing about it is, a good glove. He's not going to get you many errors. Go ahead. I hate to interrupt you, but uh, five days ago, um, Johnny Peralta suffered a thumb injury, and he could miss two to three months. You may want to adjust your uh, rankings on that. I guess I'm going to have to. But still, you know, I think he's better than a couple other guys that I've stated. The only difference is he's older and platoon. Um, but if we're talking about numbers, I think he has a very good set of numbers. Um, he'll come back, and when he comes back, hopefully he'll have a job. Uh, this is what I, I figure would be a, a good opportunity to, to plug in Mr. Peralta. Um, I was unaware of his injury, mainly because of where I am. I don't get much news, but thanks for keeping me aware, Mr. Taylor. Uh, or should I say Brock, baby? Um, Brock. Now, here's a guy. Yeah. Here that not too many people know about, but he cracks my top 10 because why? He's not young. He's paid his dues in, in you know, triple and double A. And he had a year. And I'm talking about Jung Ho Kong. I like this. He stepped up when uh, when he needed him to step up. And even though he had one year in the bigs at 28, he's very mature and ready to play. Last year, he had 287, 461 slugging, 60 runs, 15 home runs, 58 RBI, and 5 stolen bases. He had 421 number because these guys are normally at the top of the lineup somewhere. Short stops because they're close at some speed and hitting ability. They're normally, you know, in your top four bats. And this guy could be just in your top four bats. Uh, and he's pretty good. A solid offensive player below for a middle fielder. And the broken leg he sustained toward the end of 2015 can mean a shift to third base in 16. He does strike out a lot, and his OBP is slightly lackluster, but he makes up for it with ample power. So you got McCutcheon, you got Khan, you got Mark, well, Russell Martin, I think he left. Um, but you got a, a couple other players. And this kid can hit. He can. He just have. To, he just has to have patience. He just has to have patience. But that's number nine. Going to number eight, guy that I actually need to move up. Um, now that I know that he's going to play in the outfield, 
but they're going to cover outfielders at some point. Uh, it outfielders already. My bad. Uh, but this guy right here, I, I believe it was a bad mistake for the Eagles to play. A good player. I'm talking about Ian Desmond, who's now Rangers. Um, this kid out of this world, in my opinion, 10 years experience, 30 years old, uh, can play shortstop, but will be playing in the outfield. I'll be playing left field uh, for the I share 588 bats. Cho, Shin Cho, Cho can't get his name right. Uh, a batter friendly park. Ian Desmond is going to be a jewel. He's going to be a jewel. And in most leagues, I believe, he should be two position eligible. But we'll see how uh, Yahoo or ESPN has them uh, pre-ranked when we get to those uh, rankings we do our uh, fantasy drafts. Uh, next, at number seven, I have Brandon Crawford, uh, who's a giant now. Here Crawford had 507 at-bats. His average was 256. Run score was 65, 21 home runs, 84 RBI, and six, was it six home runs? Yeah, I mean, six stolen bases. Now, if you notice, I'm starting to talk about power these shortstops. Shortstops normally don't have power. Normally, they don't. I mean, even Kyle Ripken, who's a big guy to play shortstop power, Rodriguez started to be that, that big power shortstop guy. You know, Ozzy Guillen didn't have power. He had speed. And he was a great defensive glove uh, player. But the players I'm starting to mention now, they know how to hit the ball. Crawford's one of them. Um, and I think he'll find a nice home in uh, with the Giants' uh, new lineup, especially with Denard Spann playing center field, who just might be the leadoff guy. So some of those at-bats that Crawford gets – they might come down a little bit, just a little bit. Now, here's a guy everybody's saying is the best young prospect in baseball and believe uh, he is the next big thing, and he's playing for the Dodgers. But so far this spring, he hasn't done too hot. I'm talking about Corey Seager, 21-year-old, one-year experience, talking about last year. And he showed a lot of potential. Only had 98 at-bats, though. Only 98 at-bats, hit 337, 17 runs, four home runs, 17 RBI, and two stolen bases. Now, four home runs with 98 at-bats means he's he's pretty much hitting a ball out the park every 25 at-bats. At you know, he had less than 100 at-bats, at um, but... He got people in, 17 RBIs, and he also scored 17 times. So I can see the correlation where everybody's saying, oh, he's going to be good, da-da-da-da-da, because of the projected potential that he shows. Um, He's at my number six because I think with a full year 
a full year dynamic. You know, if you project it out, he's looking at maybe what? Mm, 54, 84 runs scored, maybe 20 home runs, and about 88 to 100 RBI. Maybe 10 uh, stolen bases for a 21-year-old. I I think it's possible. I really, really do. Let's move on. Let's get to my top five. Now, to be honest, I didn't uh, check this guy out until I was doing these rankings. I'm talking about Francisco Lindor of the Indians. Um, Again, first one-year player, one year under his belt, 22 years of age. He had 390 at-bats last year, uh, but he was averaging 313. 50 runs scored, 12 home runs, 51 RBI, 12 stolen bases. A 10-10 guy that hits for average. Pretty good. And he's not going to be in danger of, you know, being a defensive swap because he plays good defense. Lindor is one of those people that say, okay, he's young. I can keep him in a dynasty league. Keeper League, whatever you want to call it, and he'll turn out dividends for me uh, year in and year out. Now, this next guy, um, I know he's having some problems. I know he's having some problems, and he just might, you know, fall off of my my list. Uh, But as of right now, because of where he's playing and who he's playing with, um, Jose Reyes is is uh my number four guy. I got it. Thirty two years old, thirteen years in the league, I got it. Last year didn't do too too much with Toronto. Um but he was with Colorado for half of that time too. So in all the man saw over four hundred and what seventy at bats yeah, 480 at bats. Um, with Toronto, he was hitting 285. Uh, with Colorado, he hit 259. Altogether for the year, he hit 57 RBI. I mean, runs, seven home runs, uh, 53 RBI, 24 stolen bases. Now, in this guy is 30. I don't know where he's going to stand once he finishes the uh, – sorry, this investigation into this domestic violence thing where he believes he reportedly choked or he smacked his wife or something like that uh, when they were in Hawaii. Um, but everything works out. Even at that age, he's a valuable piece because a guy – but I will just can't seem to stay healthy. He just can't. Thanks, and I'm about to mention him. Yes. 
Mr. Reyes has been paid on, uh, has been placed on paid leave until I know. the domestic violence proceedings in Hawaii are completed. That won't start until April 4th. And more than likely, he's going to be placed, uh, he's going to be suspended. So you may want to adjust your rankings for Mr. Jose Reyes. Well, I don't know, but once the thing comes, I'm quite sure he'll drop down and out of my rankings, but uh, this was brought to the rest and then the investigation, so two weeks ago. <clears throat> now, the guy he replaced is the guy that I just said um, to a new team and, and the team he went to like they, it's like they had a fire sale. I don't know what's down, but they had a fire sale. But Troy Tulowitzki is still there. Okay, Troy, he had what four hundred and six total at bat between the Rockies and Toronto. He had a very good average. Um, I want to say a, a three thirty between two places. A total of 77 runs back in, uh, excuse me, runs, um, 17 home runs, and 70 RBI and one stolen base. The thing about two whiskey, I said it, and I'll say it, and I'll keep saying it, can't be healthy. And Aaron Donald, and, uh in Toronto. They're having fire sales. Fire sales. Everyone must go. And trying to, to, you know, recover some cap room, which was supposed to be. So, Troy, he'll have plenty of opportunities to uh, to hit. It's just Kenny. And, and will he have the. Um, there is no hometown discount. With uh, Bobby Abreu, apparently. So, uh, I don't think... No, excuse me, excuse me. Jose Bautista. I stand corrected. There's no hometown discount with uh, Jose Bautista. And he, along with Tulo, make a very good combination. Plus, they got a couple other bats up there that they kept. But they're getting old. So, you know, you never know. Especially with Tulo. And... Injury uh, injuries happening every other week or every other month. Now to my number two one guys, uh, Alexander Bogart, three years in the league. The thing I like about Alexander uh, is that he can play multiple positions. And last year he had a pretty decent year, three twenty average, eighty four runs, or seven home runs. 81 guys, guys that has the great potential to be a 10-10 player on a team that a lot of people aren't giving enough credit to. Listen, they move Hanley Ramirez to first base. Uh, Beauregard, bad off as some people think. And uh, I know Jerry didn't want me to get Kimbrell or thinks that Kimbrell is not a safe bet. Uh, for closing duties, but I think they're going 
maybe not the the AL East champion, but they're going to give some run for their money to everybody out there. Uh, and I think Bogarts is uh, one of those guys that can do it. Now, my number one guy, again, a young cat with tons of talent, and pair him with Altuve, Carlos Correa, uh, Correa, I get his name right, Correa is a young, excited. He came on for the season, fizzled out just a little bit toward the end, but again, his first year in the bigs. Sorry about that. And uh, he did pretty well. 387 at bats. He batted 279 with uh, 52 runs in. I mean, 52 runs scored, 22 home runs, 68 RBIs, and 14 stolen bases. Obviously, Houston is a very big benefactor uh, when it came to moving to the AL. I believe in the AL uh, West. Now, Houston has great pitching, great young pitching, and great young defensive talent. And back to they are their infield guys, their middle fielders that can pop the rock and run bases as well and get run scored. Uh, unfortunately for some people, uh, I think – in this 20-person league, he's going to be left off of somebody's roster because they're going to try to pick a better position player as opposed to the shortstop position. Um, hopefully, he's there when I when I draft, but you never know. Right now, that is my top 15 shortstops, and uh, I will probably revise them. Uh, but as of right now, that is who we have. All right, JT. Um, I've said my piece. I know I have some some names in there that aren't uh, uh, healthy or in a good position right now. When the season ends, I believe these guys are going to end up pretty much where they are, except for Reyes. Except for Reyes. So let's get your thoughts, and then you'll have 30 minutes to talk about starting pitching. Well... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Jose Reyes, uh, Johnny Peralta, uh, are, are two guys that, because of their status, uh, whether they be suspended or health wise, along with Aspiral uh, Cabrera, um, I would drop them down outside of my top 15 because, uh, especially in fantasy. These guys are going to be out um, multiple weeks. In fact, possibly months. Uh, and that devalues their their rankings um, and the stats that they're going to produce. <clears throat> I have to, um, for the most part, I have to agree with your, your top 15, except for the, the, the three in question. Uh, I would probably put uh, Sterling Castro within that top 15. I'm, I don't recall if you had uh, um, mentioned him. No, he was um, my number 17. Okay. Uh, I would put him uh, as a replacement in that top 15. Um, 
I also would like to put in, um, I don't know if you mentioned Brandon Crawford. I'm not exactly sure if you uh, mentioned yeah. him. With, Adam, number did. seven, I believe. And number seven. Manny Machado, did you mention him at all in there? Manny Machado, uh, I believe they moved him to third. Okay. Um, well, let me put it this way. They may move him to third, but is he still still um, shortstop eligible? If he's a multi-position um, player, then then that would make me move him up. I understand he may be third and third, but if he's multi-positional, um, then I would put him within the top 15 for the simple fact that you can move him, move him into that shortstop position or if you have a utility position or something like that, and that would strengthen your lineup. So uh, I would definitely put him into that uh, category. And also um, uh, another guy that you may not have uh, – did you talk about Javier Baez at all? Uh, no, I did not. I didn't talk about Baez. Uh, Baez is a Chicago Cub, but he's multi-positional, second base, third base, and I do believe shortstop. So that's another guy that I would um, – Think about putting it within the top 15. There's guys that are out there that uh, that uh, Cattell Marte. Did you did you mention him at all? Um, no, I, the- I, I I stuck with guys that their primary position is shortstop. I didn't go with any okay. tweeners or anything like no that. Um, you, you you asked me to, to to put put guys in, and I think uh, are going to be. Relevant yeah, yeah, yeah. within a shortstop position, and, and these are some of the ones that uh, people may think about. Um, shortstop position, in my opinion, is pretty, I wouldn't say deep, but it, you can get some options there. You don't have to get the top ones quite naturally. If you can, qu- acquire them. But if you don't, then I think these uh, um, top 15 uh, or even top 20, uh, if you want to go that deep, could be adequate to, to – to fulfill your shortstop position. Uh, going to pitching. Boy, oh boy. Uh, top pitching, 15. Uh, you can probably go. There's a lot of pitchers out there. Trust me, there's a lot of pitchers out there. Um, I know there's going to be some dispute on my top 15, but I'll try to do the best I can. Uh, and believe it or not, the guy I have top uh, at my 15 position um is probably going to gain some uh what him at 15 compared to the guys I put above him but this is my top 15 at 15 I'll talk about uh one guy that uh has been at the top of a lot of people's list um in the in the past but I have to have to put him at top 15 uh, at, at my 15th position. He hails out of uh, the Northwest, and it happens to be um, Felix Hernandez, believe it or not. He's uh, the 15th uh, top, in my opinion. Uh, last year, he, he uh, pitched in um, 31 games, um, pitched just over 200 innings, um, had 191 strikeouts, was Eighteen and nine, with an ERA of three three five three, which is pretty high when his career average ERA is um, three point eleven. 
Uh, but his whip is consistent with his career, which is 1.7, and last year was one point. Excuse me, 1.17, and his whip last year was 1.18. Um, he's still going to be a strong pitcher, um, but with all the other pitchers that are ahead of him, ahead of him to rank him uh, at 15. Moving forward with that, I would take the. Um, hold on a minute here. Let me just take this. Not that, not that, Jerry. This one here. I would take the um, the position that my number fourteen guy is. Um, hold on a minute here. Bear with me for a minute here, Victor. It's all right. Here we go. I mean, my number fourteen I, guy okay. is another guy that that, that uh, jumped on the scene last year. High strikeout guy. With a very young and up-and-coming team, a teammate of Carlos Correa, um, and uh, was a big-time pitcher last year, with a, 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 a and a high strikeout guy, uh, and I think he's going to take another step up in in his um, pitching career um, out of Houston. Talking about Dallas Keiko. Keiko. Let me uh, let me let me make sure I got his name right. Dallas Keiko. Uh, last year he, um, had a, um, stellar year, absolutely stellar year. And, uh, let me get his, oh, where his freaking stats at? Are you kidding me? Really? Hold on a minute. Bear with me, Victor, here. I'm screwing up here. Pitching, pitching, pitching. He had a stellar year in, uh, Come on. Computer's messing up on me here. Kidding me? Dallas Dallas correct uh, uh had a stellar year last year. Let me get him here. I can't get him here. And I, I expect him to be the top fourteen pitcher. Um my stats are messing up on me, so I'll have to to, to deal with this. Wow. Wow. Yeah, just keep going. Just keep going if you can't get stats. Just your next player. That's fine. Yeah, my next player with that is uh, and Steve uh, uh, and, and Victor knows him well. Um, I think the rash of injuries from last year for the um, uh, the um, Washington um, t- team, the Washington. Uh, uh, um, I can't. I don't even like this team. So Washington Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, think... Peter, 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 Peter. <laughs> but I, I think Steven Strasburg will have a better year, uh, being that the um, uh, the the uh, um, the uh, uh, Washington Nationals are are going to be healthy going into the year. Hopefully, they don't sustain a lot of injuries like ha- what happened last year, which tore them apart. Uh, I see him uh, improving on his uh, record, which he was um, 11 and 7. He did have a decent, eh, I wouldn't say decent, but it, it, it's passable, 3.46 ERA. His whip was re- really very good, 1.11. Uh, he only pitched 127 innings and, and had 155 strikeouts. If you notice the trend on most of these pictures, pictures that I have, 
Um, they are high strikeout pitchers. Um, Keiko is a high strikeout pitcher. Quite naturally, Felix Hernandez is a high strikeout pitcher. Um, Strasburg is, is another one that's a high strikeout pitcher. And, and uh, I, I see this going forward. Now, this other guy um, talking about coming out of the um, the NL Central, and uh, he, he turns out to be a ace for the um, Pittsburgh Pirates. He's my number uh, 12 pitcher. Uh, I'm talking about Garrett Cole. Uh, I, I do believe this guy is going to just improve on his record from last year. And uh, um, quite naturally, like I said, these guys are high strikeout guys. Last year he had 202 strikeouts with uh, 208 innings pitched, uh, only allowed uh, 183 hits. His ERA was outstanding, 2.60 with a whip of uh, 1.09, um, 19 and 8. I expect him to be a, a, a man of consistency. Um, and even though he's got a rib injury right now, I think he'll be ready for his first regular season start, 11. And my next pitcher that I really like, uh, I think he coming back from Thomas John surgery, he's a year a uh, year removed or two years removed from Tom, Tommy John uh, surgery. I'm um, talking about none other than um, the Dark Knight, as he's called, in the New York Mets rotation. Um, Matt Harvey. Bye with everybody. Excuse me? I don't sure. I'm glad with everybody because I'm a pre Called the Dark Knight, okay? Regardless of what you think. He's called I, the Dark Knight. And uh, Matt Harvey, I think he's going to improve on uh, the season he had last year. Last year, he had 189 innings, had 156 hits in that, had 188. So almost every inning, he had a strikeout, 188 strikeouts. His record was 13-8, and 2.71 ERA. Uh, his whip standing, 1.02. Um, and that's a year removed from Tommy John surgery, so I expect him to be that much more stronger this year. Uh, that's why I have him uh, uh, rated number 11. Uh, then we move up to uh, another guy that I think is is really going to take a step up within the same division, um, even though and, and with a dynamite hitter and um, a relatively young team, um, We'll have to wait and see exactly how this team is going to shape up, but I think Jose Fernandez, who who's starting my top ten, uh, is going to improve off of his uh, uh, last season where he only pitched uh, uh, eleven games, uh, sixty four innings. Uh, he had a six and one record, so he only lost one record. He pitched sixty four innings, and only had one record, uh, one loss in that. Excuse me, um, and. Step- 79 strikeouts. Excuse me. I was going to interrupt you, Jerry, but something came across the ticker. I don't know if it, but Dez Bryant is Excuse me? for substance abuse. Uh, Dez Bryant? It's like it, yeah. Uh, unless I read it wrong. The one suspension for uh, substance abuse. I don't know if that's really? true or not. I didn't interrupt you. I just scrolled across my screen, so. How about you said Death Bryant or Martavius Bryant? Martavius. 
Is it Martavius Bryant? It's Martavius Bryant. Okay. Looks like... uh, Hold on, let me me get back here real quick. Jesus, I happen to see it. Uh, Here it is. Uh, It looks like Martavius Bryant, again. I mean, he he had issues last year, and um, Martavius facing a one-year ban for substance abuse. Unbelievable. So that means that uh, um, Marcus Wheaton, uh, Ladarius Green, and uh, Coates um, all move up in the rankings if Martavius Bryant uh, is going is, it will be a possibility um, of us getting suspended for a year for substance abuse. Wow. Uh, and But he's, he's appealing his year-long suspension for violating that substance abuse policy in the NFL. So we'll see what happens. Um, quite naturally, any of those Pittsburgh receiver uh, um, um, missing any time is a hit for anybody who is thinking about uh, uh, drafting one of those receivers. But uh, they do have ample guys that can pick up the slack. Anyway. Uh, Sammy Coates. Yeah. Getting back to uh, Jose Fernandez. Um, like I said, he had a 6-1 and one record for the limited time uh, that he pitched, 11 games. So 79 strikeouts. Uh, like I said, these guys are um, big strikeout guys from 15 all the way to 1. Um, he had a 1.16 ERA, outstanding ERA, excuse me, a 2.9, excuse me, 2.92 ERA, and a whip of 1.16. And that was coming back from Tommy John's surgery. I expect him to be even better this year, just like Matt Harvey. Uh, these guys are going to be um, some big guns in the NL East and in fantasy baseball. Uh, moving up to a guy that changed geography from the L.A. Dodgers to the, um, uh, surprisingly, to the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, Arizona uh, um, Diamondbacks, excuse me. I'm talking about none other than uh, um, Zach Greinke, who um, I think is going to have another outstanding year and quite naturally, like I said, is a big strikeout guy. Uh, And I keep that this is an ongoing theme with all these pitchers that I'm talking about. And and Zach Greinke had a great year last year, pitched in 32 games. So he's a... um, uh, uh, a, uh, a consistent guy in innings. Uh, he had uh, 200 strike, 200 strikeouts, and pitching in 222 innings. Um, 19 and three was his record. His WHIP. This was ridiculous. His WHIP was .84. His ERA was 1.66. That's sick. That is sick. And he's going to Arizona. A hitter. A pitching friendly park, I should say. So I expect him to be consistent in that ERA. Maybe not exactly like that, but I a very good ERA because his career is only three point three. Not to say only, but his career ERA is three point three five. So he definitely exceeded uh, what his uh, ERA um, averages, and, and quite naturally he exceeded what his one point one eight WHIP is with a point eight four. So I expect him to come back a little bit, but his comeback is still a lot better than most pitchers in the uh, in the um, Major League Baseball. So he's my number nine. Um, then we can move on to um, 
Mr. Kluber coming out of um, uh, Cleveland and uh, being able to be another high strikeout count guy and be consistent in his innings. And uh, I think he's going to be uh, the same way he's always been. And that is his career in, 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 in the uh, since he's been in the league. Come on now. Going to start screwing up on me. Is um, 3.39 ERA with a whip um, 1.16. That's his career. Last year was a 1.05. And his ERA was a little bit 10 points higher. Point one higher with a 3.49. Strikeouts. Out of 222 innings, he had 245 strikeouts. Now he's with Cleveland, so his one loss record was 9 and 16, which is not good. But if you're in the league that counts strikeouts and innings pitched, um, he's going to give you consistent innings. He's definitely going to give you strikeouts. Um, that's just his mo. With the improvement of the Cleveland team, quite naturally, uh, his win-loss record will improve. But he is my number eight batter. Uh, batter, my n- number eight pitcher. Then we move on to one of my favorite pitchers in um, uh, baseball. Uh, for the simple fact is he's a high strikeout guy and the improvement of the team and, and one of the, if not the best pitching staffs in baseball. And I'm talking about the New York Mets. Another guy that I have uh, ranked uh, within the top 10. And he happens to be, uh, I wouldn't say the second fiddle, but I, uh, one is Mr. Harvey considered. And 1A happens to be Jacob DeGrom. 2015, he had um, 30 30, uh, games pitched, uh, 191 innings. He gave up uh, uh, 205 to the batters that faced him in strikeouts with a 14 and 8 win loss. Um, And uh, his whip was under 1.98 with a 2.54 ERA. I expect him to be the same consistency, durable. Uh, one of the better durable pitchers in all of baseball. Uh, his career, since he's been in the league, his whip is 1.05, so I don't see him moving that much higher than what his whip was last year. Uh, his e- career ERA is 2.61, so I don't. I think he's a model of consistency. That's why I have him rank rank number seven. Now this other guy. Uh, this next guy, who I have ranked uh, sixth, another strikeout pitcher. He moved his wares uh, to Boston. Uh, in the regular season, he's a big-time pitcher. Come postseason, it's a different story. Um, but I have to say David Price, um, who brings high expectations and a high um, strikeout count every time he jumps out, um, is it, it, it's supposed to be the ace of the uh, Boston um, pitching staff. Pitched 220 innings last last year. He's another guy that for every inning he pitches, he he puts a strikeout on the board. He had 225 strikeouts in 2015. His whip was 1.08. His career whip is 1.13. Last year, his ERA was 2.45. 
That's probably one of his best years because his career average uh, ERA is 3.09, but one of the best regular season pitchers, and I stress that, one of the best regular season pitchers in um, all of baseball, and he's going to benefit from um, uh, pitching in Boston uh, behind that uh, uh, defensive lineup. And uh, uh, that's why I have him at number six. Number five, um, a model of consistency. This guy, uh, I mean, the uh, uh, the team out in the West Coast in, in Northern California, I'm not sure if Mr. Gardner had a chance to um, watch the um, San Francisco Giants when he was in, in Northern California. I can't recall if he ever went to a San Francisco Giant game. What did he possibly do? I had a ch- um, chance. A chance to. Uh, I, I had a chance to go. I'm trying to figure out. Is it Baumgartner you're talking about? I'm talking about Matt, the left-hander Madison Baumgartner, who had a, yep. a very good year last year. Uh, 32 uh, innings pitched, 219. Excuse me, 32 games uh, pitched, um, 218 innings, had 234 strikeouts. His whip was 1.01. His career. So you, this guy's a model consistency. His career whip is 1.11. Last year is 1.01. So you can guarantee that his his, his whip is going to be uh, below 1.15. I'll put it that way. Uh, and his ERA, his career is 3.04. Um, last year it was 2.93. So he's a model consistency, and I can see, can't see it changing from that. He he, round, he starts off my top five. Now, this other guy, quite naturally, anybody who's played fantasy baseball knows that Chris Sale is one of the highest strike strikeout pitchers in baseball. A wiry um, left-hander that, uh, that playing on a team that is not a – wasn't a good uh, team last year, but uh, – uh, and uh, – Probably has a lot to be desired this year. Sale was just a little over a 500 p- pitcher with 13-11 as his record. He pitched in 31 games, so he, he was pretty pretty um, uh, consistent last year. Uh, 208 innings, 274 strikeouts. That's a lot of strikeouts. His ERA was a little high at 3.41, still decent. Um, his whip was 1.09. His career whip is 1.07, so he's consistent in the whip area. He was a little high last year in his ERA, which is 3.41, like I said. His career whip, so he averages 2.91. So I, 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 I'm thinking this, that his career, um, he's going to be closer to his career whip this year than he was in the, in the past year. Uh, going up to the, uh, and I do believe he won the Cy Young Award with my number three pitcher. And that is uh, Jake Arrieta with an extremely young team and a, a high anticipation of what this team is going to do in, in the uh, up-and-coming season. I think they're the favorites to go to the World Series and to actually win it, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're the, uh, Las Vegas gives them the best odds of doing just that with a combination of the pitching staff that they have and the uh, the everyday lineup that they have. Uh, uh, Jake Arrieta, uh last year, um, 
like I said, he had a uh, a um, Cy Young Award winning last year, and uh, he may not have the same type of year, but uh, I think he he'll um, be consistent in what he did last year. Was thirty three innings, uh, two hundred twenty nine innings, innings pitched. Excuse me, thirty three games pitched. I'm sorry, twenty two and twenty nine innings pitched. 236 strikeouts. And if you notice this trend there, these guys within the top five, they may pitch uh, over 200 innings, but they may have more strikeouts than they have innings pitched. And he he was 22 and six uh, with a point zero point eight six whip and a 1.77 ERA. And I do believe that's probably his career best. Because he he averages in his career 1.18 in his WHIP and 3.70 in his ERA, which is almost which is more than double, or less than double, which is more than double. Uh, um, what he he his ERA was last year. His ERA was well below two, so I, I expect him to take a little step back, but still be one of the top three pitchers in, in the all of baseball. My Top two, you know, I could interchange these two guys because I I think that uh, the number two guy, uh, believe it or not, is probably going to be better than the number one guy that I got sitting here. But uh, I, I'll keep him at number two for now. Victor knows this guy very well because he happens to be a member of his his uh, beloved Washington Nationals. Another high strike. Excuse me. He has two mismatched eyes. Yes, he does. I don't hold that against him. Um, <laughs> I don't hold that against him at all. I could care less uh, what his eyes look like. You got the production on the on the mound is what I'm looking at. So I'm thinking Matt Scherzer, who had a uh, games pitch of 33, who had 228 innings pitched, had 276 strikeouts with a 14 and 12, uh, one loss. Uh, you know. Like I said, I expect the Washington Nationals to have a, a lot better year than they had last year. They had a rash of injuries, had a little bit this this dysfunction on their team. I think uh, they they're coming out with a, a big chip on their shoulder, including the pitching staff. And uh, I don't think uh, Scherzer is going to shy away too much away from his point nine two that he had last year in WHIP and his two point seven nine. ERA that he had last year when his career was 3.46 in his ERA and his whip was 1.17. So I'm thinking that uh, somewhere in between that is where Matt Scherzer is going to be. Like I said, he's a high strikeout guy. Um, But um, with the uh, number one guy that I have, and he's been number one for a few years now, and uh, a lot of people, including myself, uh, probably have met number one. I have a feeling in my gut that this guy is not going to be the number one come the end of the year, but right now he's the number one starting the year. I'm talking about um, uh, no other than Clayton Kershaw, um, who is uh, a strikeout machine, doesn't have his running buddy anymore in Zach Greinke, but uh, he pitched 33 games last year. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, he pitched 33 game, uh, games pitched last year. He had a 232 innings that he that he also pitched. His record was 16 and seven win loss. 
301 strikeouts, which is sick, which is real sick, with a .88 whip, 2.13 ERA. Now, that's not too far off his career uh, whip, which is 1.03, and his ERA is 2.43. So I'm thinking that he's been a model of consistency throughout his career. He's, I don't think it's going to change, barring injury. Now, it's all according to these pitchers that, I'm, that I named in the top 15, all barring uh, injury. Um, as long as they stay healthy, and most pitchers don't, one thing or another causes them to take some time off. But if they stay consistent uh, throughout the year, this is my top 15. Uh, uh, I'm going to stay the Niners Archer. Excuse me? Did I his Archer name? Archer is my number 16 guy. Just outside of your 15. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. I kind of like him like a little better. I think uh, I put him. Well, you had him in your top five, right? Ariada? Jake? Yes. Uh, Ariada, I had in, in my top. Uh, he was my third one, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. I just okay. lost it. Yeah, he's number three. Just making um I don't have much to complain about with that because most likely you're looking for strikeouts from your pitchers and quality starts. Um are very, very much wanted, but when you have so many array, a low whip, um uh and stuff like that, a pitch can get you many more categories even if you don't get the same as it in that category, but if I trade uh, strikeouts, quality start, low ERA, low four category, the four categories is the one that I'm I'm willing to sacrifice to to get that done for that week. Um, now it'll be nice if you can get all five categories uh, plus any other ones, but. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good list that you got there. And you ended it just fine. We got like a minute and a half left. No, I'm, I'm looking. So, I got so you. Ladies, okay, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, I think you have two solid lists today. You had uh, pretty decent kingfish up there, a little higher. Uh, but, hey, it is what it is. Granky's on a new ball club that's just now learning how to hit with the Arizona uh, – uh, I'm about to say Arizona Cardinals, Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, so we'll see how he continues to progress. Um, but there's many, many other pitchers out there that weren't mentioned. Um, so just hold on tight. You'll get to see, like Jake Arch, I mean, Chris Archer, that's his 16 player, but whatever. With that being said, JT, real quick, what you got planned for uh, what we're going to talk about is uh, the free agency and the fantasy impact of some of these free agents that are on the um, their present teams now. Um, there's still some teams out there, players out there, but for now we're going to be talking about the ones that teams have acquired uh, over the last few days, over the last week, I should say. So that's one of the things we're going to be talking about. And we're going to be talking about fantasy baseball. Um with the time allotted. That's uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the um, the Master Plan. That's uh, on uh, Sunday, tomorrow. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap up for today. 
if you're going to play a short game of spades, do you go to 250 or 300? And uh, the person that was was causing all the controversy, they had a little drink system. Uh, really? Jersey. And, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you could try it. Uh, and I said, they're from Jersey. Uh, and I called you. Like, well, he sounds really proper. I said, well, he's sixty years old, so that's where that whole thing came from. What does that have to do anything? How am I supposed to sound? No, no, you were mature. You were mature. Oh, Oh, okay, okay. You said proper, like what the is that? No, she said it. She said you were proper. I know that. Okay, okay. Just making sure. But uh, that's what it. That's why I said before we we hung up, uh, y'all sound proper too. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Right. Yeah, as you know, I, I don't partake in the libations, so I was like pretty much the only one that was uh, uh, clean and sober. Oh, so, <laughs> I was North. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. So whatever, I'm I'm a rat. I haven't played spades in a while, man. And so I had, you know, I I haven't even thought about it. you. Hit me with that question. I'm like, I, I don't know. I I haven't played spades spades in like at least fifteen twenty years. At least time 15. to get back on that horse. Get back on that no, horse. No um, people hang around the the my family not not my family but my uh, wife's family. They don't play spades. They play pity pat. I don't know if you ever heard of pity pat. So. I've heard of it, but I don't play it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a money game. You 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 can play for money or, you, or not, but it's a money game. So okay. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to us. Um, Mike said that he heard me on some local ESPN show the other day. So I don't know when's the last time we talked about Stephon Curry and the Spurs, but apparently. Some Vic from Maryland instead of D.C. was on a uh, ESPN show. Uh, really? Yeah, that's what Mike said. Uh, I talk about one of our our shows and just played it or whatever. I don't know. But uh, really? hopefully, yeah. I mean, you got to talk to him and find out what it's about. Uh, he hit me an email like last week saying it happened. But anyway. With that being said, for a great show. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Back next week, as JT uh, runs, I thought he was going to do his levers in there because I thought he was, but he did relievers in there. Uh, but I will go around the horn to third base. And uh, who are you going to do next week, JT? Um, what did I say I'm going to do next week? Um. I'm not sure. I, I got to see. Uh... Hold on a minute. Let me see. I don't fear this. Oh, catchers. I'm sorry. Catchers. I... Catchers. All right. So, catchers. Something. Jerry catches. We're out of here. Yeah, okay. You going to see that? You're going you're gonna, you're gonna, to go there. Now, I was civil all this time. Now, you're going to go there, I know there, you right? were. I know you were. I apologize. I apologize. But. I had to get to second. We're out. Yeah.